take this time to have communion. What better day than Father's Day? children, then we are heirs, heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. Why are we celebrating communion on Father's Day? Why are we celebrating Jesus on Father's Day? Because it's because of Jesus that we now have relationship with our Father.
worship. You know, a son and a daughter, they really don't care what's going on. My son is six years old. He doesn't care that there's a Sunday morning service right now. He does not. He just knows that his daddy's up here and he's going to be with his daddy. And this morning, you have a daddy in heaven that absolutely loves you. He doesn't just love you. He is in
Father, come on down front up here. God spoke to me this morning to pray over you guys. I know it's a little uncomfortable, but God said, call, come up front. I need my elders and pastors to surround them. We're going to pray over these men. Come on. Come on, man. Let's go. I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's uncomfortable. We're surround and pray over each man here, over their households. on obedience, so we need y'all to move, man. Come on, man. Let's go. I know it's uncomfortable. If you're a Christian, you should have no fear. You call Jesus the Lord. Come on up front, man. Come on, Stephen. Yes, brother. Yeah, I'm calling you brother in the back. Come on up. Yeah, you back to hiding. Come on. Come on, faithfulness. All right, let's pray. Combine our faith this morning to worship the, the, our Heavenly Father. Let's thank Him. He's, he deserves to be worshiped and glorified. So let's pray over these men that God bless their houses, bless their children. I must pray. Father God, we just thank you, Father. We come boldly to your throne in Jesus' name this morning. Hallelujah, Lord. We worship you this morning. We honor you this morning, Father. You're awesome, Father. You're great, Father. Thank you, Father, for allowing us to come together this morning in the gathering place. Where you said two or three are gathered in your name, that you're here this morning, Father. And I lift these men up to you, Father, the fathers, Father. Bless their children, Father. Bless their households, Father. In the name of Jesus, we declare consecration over their houses, Father. Right now, their houses are sanctified, set apart right now, Father. Holiness is over their house, Father, right now, Lord. Falling down on these men, let your power fall. Let your Holy Spirit fall all on these men this morning, Father. We just are grateful this morning to you, Father. Right now, bless their children, Father. Bless their children's children, Father. In the name of Jesus, right now, Father. We lift each man here up, Father. Even those that don't, are not married yet, Father. They don't have kids yet, Father. We pray blessings on their lives, Father. In the name of Jesus, right now, Father. We lift every man, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father. Their houses are blessed right now. Their houses are blessed, Father. Their finances are blessed, Father. Their health are blessed, Father. Right now, Lord, hallelujah, Lord, we call down your holiness on these men, Father. Thank you for obedience, Father. Hallelujah, that they came in obedience, Father. We know that you are you 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 honor obedience, Father, and we just want to worship you. And we just thank you for allowing these men to come forward, Father. Thank you for another Father's Day, Father, that we celebrate these men, Father. We celebrate our fathers. Hallelujah, Lord. We honor you, Lord. We thank you for this time, Father. Holy, holy God. Hey, right now, man, just stay focused right now. I want to I wanna be obedient. Just close your eyes. Stay focused right now. And I just, I got to be obedient to the Lord. I felt like just encouraging some of you to start praying in your prayer language. Right now, just start praying in the Spirit. me to come up, and I think to say that some of you have never tried, now's a good time to try. It's really simple. Close your eyes, focus on the Lord, ask Him to help you to pray in the Spirit, and then just open your mouth and start just whatever whatever word or sound comes out of your, you think to say, say it. There's no wrong word right now. Don't even think about it. Don't wait. Come on, don't wait. Don't wait, just do it. Mama Satara Just whatever word, whatever sound, whatever syllable. 
Don't be afraid to say it. Some of you have had a prayer language, but it hasn't been developed very much. Right now, focus on the Lord. Allow Him to increase your prayer language even more. We need to sit right here. Gentlemen, anybody in this room, sit right here. Don't lose this moment. Don't miss an opportunity for God to help you with your prayer language. Focus on Him. Start by focusing on Him. Everybody, if you have a prayer language, keep going. Let's go. Let's it. Let it go. It requires you to take a breath and make some sound. Take a breath, make some noise. Keep going. Keep going.
have purpose. And it's bigger than anything you can think. Okay? You are the ones that are supposed to raise them up. You are the ones that are supposed to build up a family. You are the ones that are supposed to lead a family. And some of you, you might say, yeah, but I'm not going to have kids. That's fine. Because there's going to be kids out there that don't have a dad. And your job is to raise them up. But I'm telling you, don't take this lightly. You were created this way on purpose. You're here on purpose today to receive that. It's a big deal. You're going to help change this generation. You need to receive that. And I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what's going on in your life. <laughs> it's not too late. He says, I will use every bit of you if you'll let me. Man, and the people around you, this is family, y'all. This is how you get from here to there. You can't do it on your own. You walk close with the people around you. You hold each other up. You talk to each other. You spend time together. He just wants you to know you're a big deal. And don't take this lightly. You've been called. And I don't care if you haven't seen your kids in a while. I don't care how far apart you are from them. They're still your kids. You can still raise them. You can raise them spiritually. You can raise them by praying for them. You can raise them by being there any way you can be there. It all means something to him. You need to receive that this morning. This is not something that we're supposed to take lightly. We got to have courage to walk in this. Got to have boldness to walk in this. I refuse to stand around any longer and let you not know that you're supposed to take command of your house. It's your house. He's giving you authority in your house. You take control of your house. You determine what happens in your house spiritually. you were not chosen for this on an accident he picked you you got to remember this he picked you before the earth was even created he put you together he molded you for this moment so i need you to be strong in that i need you to be bold in that i don't care what anybody thinks take control i don't care how old your kids are take control take control show them be the example for what we're supposed to be
Jesus. Yes, I walk in the authority of Jesus. Yes, we walk in the authority of Jesus. favor. We're going to go shake some hands. We'll be right back.
morning. I know everybody's still talking. See, you know, I could honestly probably just not say anything and we would sit and talk the entire day. That's what I love about family, though. That's what family does. They just come together, they start talking, and, uh, and that's it. And pretty soon someone orders some food, and next thing you know, we're just having a gathering and eating. But that's so good. So welcome to the gathering place. Uh, I am DJ along with my wife, Jules. We get the honor to pastor this family, and we absolutely love you guys. And it, it is good to be back and doing things. We came back last week, but now I'm finally back up here. They gave me an opportunity to speak, which is absolutely amazing. I love that opportunity every once in a while. So good morning. Uh, if you're new, uh, do us a favor, fill out a Connect card for us. Let us know you're here so we can reach out to you. We can, we can just pray for you, give, answer some questions and all that. So we can't do that if you don't fill it out. So just take a little bit of time, fill that out, and uh, we'll be able to talk with you and reach out to you. So please do that. If you want more information about the church, you can simply download the app or you can go to our website. It'll all be on the screen. You can find that somewhere. I'm sure it's probably hanging up in all the bathrooms, so I ain't got to chase you down for that. Just go somewhere in the church. You'll find all that information. Um, today was a good day. We have uh, kingdom classes at nine o'clock every single Sunday, and those are classes that help. It's like a we're trying to give you information that's powerful information in the kingdom, but we just don't preach about it all the time. So it's a great opportunity to show up at nine o'clock every single Sunday. And there's a list of everything that, that's been covered today with spiritual gift assessment with Jen. So I heard that was pretty awesome, Jen. So thank you. Um, that's important. All that stuff's important. Spiritual gifts are huge. You know, spiritual gifts are huge. Any other gifts are huge. You know, what, what you saw this morning, even when we were praying, well, what you saw is, is a gift. We tried to release a gift, but, but don't be scared of that stuff. If you don't know, I don't know, we didn't teach on it. We just kind of said, here, start, start doing this. But the thing is, is that's a gift to you. Uh, and, and it's a wonderful language, but here's the, here's the cool part. When, if you have a heavenly language, if you speak in tongues, I'll just, if you speak in, here's the cool part about that. You don't even have to think about anything. You just get to pray in tongues and he's going to hear everything. It's going to be a supernatural download. So that, that always works for me when someone says, pray for me. I'm like, oh, I don't want to tell you what it is, but pray for me. So I'm like, oh, I'll just start praying. And, and, but I'm sure it's the right thing because it'll come from my heart. So uh, next week is going to be a good one up there. Meet the family. So uh, next Sunday, nine o'clock, if you've been new to the church and you don't know everybody, it's not the whole family. We couldn't fit everybody in there. This is a big family. I'm talking about leadership in the church. So elders, trustees, pastors, staff, leaders, stuff like that. If, if, the, if you want to know more about the vision, if you want to know more about who we are and what we do and where we came from, that's the time. So be here at nine o'clock um, next weekend. Uh, my wife and I will be in there. We'll have all the, the other people so we can introduce you to all those people. Just give you time to talk and talk with us and get to know us a little bit more. So I am excited about our night of worship. Night of worship is coming up on Friday. This is going to be good, y'all. Like... It's going to be good. We have been doing it once a month, but once again, we have a phenomenal guest coming in from Covington, Georgia. Um, so, so please, please be here. Mark Casto is going to be here. He's going to be here on uh, Friday night. It's going to be powerful. Uh, I just Anytime we worship together as a family, this is a gathering, a family gathering, but it's also a gathering of other kingdom families. So we have other churches come in. Okay, and this is huge that, that we do this. So, so come on out, fill this place. Uh, it's going to be powerful, so please be here. Take advantage of this. This is really, really good stuff, and it's what, it's what continues to saturate this house uh, in the Holy Ghost, which is what we need all the time. So we just need his presence here all the time. And then if you come for that, come back in the morning. In the morning, we have a family gathering the next morning. Uh, there'll be a fa family gathering at 9 o'clock. So same concept. This is going to be a potluck breakfast. Bring something to eat for everybody, which is awesome. This is my favorite time. Like, what night of worship is good. We got, like, pizza and stuff. 
that is pizza. But you come back Saturday morning, you're like, yes, you get filled up on everybody's favorite. I mean, you can't beat everybody's favorite. That's really good. But there's going to be a special teaching here that morning. Uh, we'll do some worship. We'll eat. And, and then we just get to hang out and uh, listen to what uh, Pastor Mark wants to talk about for our house. He's been praying about that. And he has a message for this house. So that's going to be powerful. So please, uh, please be here. If you can, put that on your calendars. That's important. Uh, we do have a baptism coming up next month. Um, I don't know if we have a baptism slide or not, because I just thought of the baptism. Um, so we have a baptism coming up next month, so that'll be coming up in a hurry. If you want to get baptized, go online. You can, you can sign up online. Just let us know. You don't have to, but it helps us prepare so that we know we should probably fill up the, you know, there's 750 gallons of water we have to put in a tank. So I'd like to fill that up if somebody wants to get baptized. That's kind of important. Okay, if not, then I don't want to waste 750 gallons of water. So... But once it's full, we're good. Then it's spontaneous, and I don't care who gets baptized. But, but I want to make sure I at least have one person um, uh, that, that wants to get baptized before we fill that up. Uh, my other favorite thing I want to talk about is our child dedication. This is going to be on July 10th. So if you have a, a new baby, if you've had a young child, and, and, and you know, baptism is really for a child that's at the age where they can actually make that decision and they understand everything. Before that, we do a child dedication, which is for the child, but it's really for the parents because what we're asking the parents to do is raise your child in a godly manner. So we want to celebrate that. That's going to be a special one because my grandbaby's going to be here. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. Oh, hi, Cass. My daughter came in. That's pretty awesome. I didn't see her there. Um, from across the, the, the world, from Troy. <laughs> she made it, though. I love it. But, yeah, that's going to be awesome. So sign up online. Let us know. It's going to be powerful. We have a lot of babies in, in here now. So um, we should be able to fill this place up <laughs> and invite family. It's going to be good. I, I'm excited about it. So please sign up online. We'll keep announcing that and getting that out there. All right. I think, uh, let's see. Uh, what do I want to do next? It is Father's Day. So uh, dads, come on. Happy Father's Day to all the dads. Man, that is so awesome. Uh, love you, dads. Without you, we all wouldn't be here either. <laughs> There's only one that would have been two, one <laughs> that would be here. So, so, you know, one, one, one that would be here. So that's pretty awesome that, that, that we have dads in the room. What I would like to do is this. I know that we want to honor all the dads. So if we could, um, let's do it this way. Let me have all the dads stand up. Please. Come on. First off, all the dads. Do not sit down. We have all the fathers standing up. Yep, your dad in the room. Stand up. This is awesome. So what we have, we have a special gift um, from the gathering place. And what we want to do is our kids are going to hand out these awesome gifts to all the dads while you're standing up. So uh, once you get a gift, you may take a seat. This way they make sure everybody gets one. Um, if you're an expecting dad, stand up. <laughs> Not if you're expecting to have a kid someday. I <laughs> You know, but, but, but please, go ahead, kids, get out there. Do we have any music or anything? Or if not, I'll just talk through the whole thing. Um, there we go. Go ahead, stay standing until you get a gift. Ed, how you doing back there, brother? I see you. <laughs> Chris, how you doing back there, brother? I see you all the way in the corner.
Thank you. Look, you remembered. Special. Special. I still see, let's see. I, we see one standing up in the back. Did you already get something? Right, he sat all the way in the back. <laughs> Be the light, fellas. <laughs> What we decided is we couldn't afford new lighting, so I just gave flashlights to all the dads so they could be the light. Um, but yeah, it's an awesome gift. Thank you for everybody to help put that together. Look, we have these cool gathering place pens and flashlights for all the dads. So awesome. So thank you all. Thank you all. And these kids, uh, we want to play a nice video for uh, our uh, Father's Day. So if we could, we have the video ready back there, Holly. Yep, we're going to play a video now for all the dads, so let's sell it. Oh, thank you, man. I get two. They always sneak those little things in at the end to try to get me to cry. I don't cry. <laughs> but come on, can we give it up for all the dads? Come on, isn't that awesome? And, and if, if you didn't get up on there, I am so sorry. No, no worries. 
Uh, if you didn't get up there, no big deal. We're going to have some technical difficulties, but that's okay because I don't need anything to talk to y'all, which is so cool. So, so don't get distracted by the screens right now. Everything just kind of shut down. Uh, Pastor Kevin's back there, so I, I don't know what he did. <laughs> I always say, tell him to get out of the production booth, Kevin. <laughs> but that's good. No worries. Come on. I just absolutely love it. What I want to do is I want to invite up um, Pastor Kevin. Uh, if you could come on up, please. I would love for him uh, to share with us. Uh, he had just taken uh, all these kids and stu- all the students and stuff down to Encounter 2022. So they just, uh, and I'll let him explain to you um, what that is and what they did, but that's such an amazing thing. So I'm going to let him talk about it real quick. He got to be a dad for a little while. All right. Good morning. All right. Good morning. There we go. All right. So uh, we're excited. Thank you, you, uh, Pastor DJ. Uh, Pastor DJ is an amazing uh, father of the house, an amazing father to me, uh, to our children, to our students. Uh, can we just give it up for Pastor DJ? All right, uh, so we're just excited uh, to have this opportunity. We uh, had an amazing time. Okay, so if you don't know, um, well, I, I guess first off, my name is Pastor Kevin. Uh, this is uh, almost like my teen pastor. You know, this is Isaiah Mayers. Um, I've kind of just made him that. So uh, uh, most of the teens know he's kind of in charge when I'm gone. And so uh, he's just been taking that role seriously, and it's been awesome to see. Uh, and so what I've been doing is, for a couple of years now, we put on something called Encounter. And the whole reason of this is just to give our students uh, an opportunity to encounter God. And all that means is I just set them up in situations where it's a little maybe easier to encounter God. So sometimes I wake them up at 5.30 a.m. and they're tired and they're like, I don't want to be here, you know. Um, and sometimes, you know, we go to a church or we, we play worship music. Uh, but Either way, there's an, it's an amazing time of just building up and training and discipling uh, and just also as fun as well. So we had a great time, uh, and I'm excited that our students got the opportunity to go. So first off, thank you to our church family. Thank you to the parents for giving us your trust. Uh, we do appreciate that, uh, and I'm honored for that. So thank you very much for that. Uh, we went... <laughs> So we went, I'm going to let Isaiah tell you where we went, and I'm going to let him tell you how it went, uh, and I think it was awesome. So go ahead. Uh, okay, so we <laughs> went to Florida. So uh, we had ended up getting uh, going here first, going in the van, and, you know, we had the long ride. It was that long. It went pretty. It was long. <laughs> no, but uh, we got there. And, like, it was, like, immediate. Everyone just kind of looked around. People, like, run into rooms, calling rooms and stuff. And we ended up uh, going to the church first thing. And we had, like, a kind of like a worship night. And already from, like, that point, it was already, like, you could see, you know, people started to just kind of get, like, encounters and stuff. I've seen people, you know, I saw some people, like, speaking tongues on there for the first time. Uh, people praying, uh, you know, worshiping, stuff like that. It was just great. And then, you know, we had, like, a, of course, he said, like, waking up at 5.30. Man. <laughs> we had people like Robert sleeping on the floor. He woke up, my back. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was great. We got to, you know, live together 
and see how everybody is able to just live life. Uh, and, you know, Pastor Kevin taught us how to uh, live life, but also live life with God and be able to do, uh, like, prayer and stuff early in the morning, make it a lifestyle, and not just something you do on Sunday morning, but every day of the week. And then... Well, we got to see people get like grateful and everything. Uh, it was f- it's funny. We went on a nature walk, <laughs> and it, it lasted like three minutes. <laughs> we we got like fifty feet into the <laughs> into the forest. <laughs> it's hot, <laughs> Pastor Kevin. I see a spider. <laughs> we got back in the house. I hear people going, "Thank you, God." I'm like, "Oh wow, everyone's grateful." <laughs> Like, I'm grateful for air conditioning. <laughs> but uh, we got to see a lot of stuff like that and uh, got to, again, live together, uh, taught patience. People, I know there's a lot of, like, parents out here, so, like, dude, the soda bottle, the soda cans and the water cups that are, like, three-fourths to halfway empty all over the house was, like, <laughs> clothes all over the floor it's all right but it was great everybody got closer together and uh like if you guys have teens i encourage you to invite them out to youth because that's something that they should be part of to just be able to live life with other teens that love god so it was fun 10 out of 10 recommend <laughs> thank you isaiah all righty amen all right, so thank you so much. Again, it was an amazing experience. Uh, experience You heard it firsthand. It was awesome, uh, just amazing. So, again, I just want to thank Pastor DJ and you guys, this church family, for making it all possible. Um, again, like I tell you guys, you guys don't just give to a church. You know, you are giving to the Father, but also you're changing lives. You're changing the next generation. You're changing the now generation, and you're impacting this world around you. So thank you again. God bless you guys. Love you. Come on, give it up for Pastor Kevin one more time. Look. Now let's give it up for the one that really helped with that, Pastor Crystal. Can we give it up for Pastor Crystal? You didn't mention her once, Kev. Like, I know Kevin was not the one running. Like, <laughs> so good, so good, so good. Man. Yeah, that was exciting. He didn't even mention that they did go to the beach. You know, they got to go they got to go hang out and do life together, which was really cool. That's right. See, we are fun. <laughs> Not that waking up at 5:30 isn't fun, but it's fun for most people. So All right. So and that was down to Crestview, Florida. So they went to Florida, went down to Crestview. Pastor Jason who spoke into our house just a couple weeks ago, they went down to his church. They got to do life with him down there. They got to go to his house and hang out with him. Uh, and they got to just see his, their family down there and how they operate. So all good things, all powerful things. So once again, encourage your kids. I encourage you as parents to get them here. And it doesn't start with just the students, man. It starts with the younger kids. Because what you're seeing in the students was built in them when they were children. Okay, so, and, and that's where it starts. So get, get them in there, get them doing the right thing, and God will start moving through them in a mighty way. So, all right, let me, let me just pray over this sermon, and we're going to get started. I think we, we, we took enough time back there to get everything thumbs up. Thank you, Holly. I know you work really hard back there. So, 
Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you. And, and Lord, I just, we surrender today to you, Father. We thank you for all, all the fathers once again. And Father, right now I submit this entire message to you, Father. Just touch my heart, touch my lips. Let it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. All right, so uh, we are, uh, I am excited, by the way, over all our kids and all our, our teens and students and what they're doing. So that's so important that you stay excited over that because you don't see that everywhere. And it's, it's nice to see them excited about doing this stuff. But it, all this stuff comes into this series we're called uh, Something New. And, and this has started like 9, 10, 12, 13 weeks ago, somewhere in that range. And the point is, is it's something new. There's been something new happening inside of us, inside of this church, inside of uh, the hearts in this church, inside of our teenagers and our kids. Look, in your families, hopefully you've been taking this under uh uh, seriously, the, the, hopefully you're taking this seriously enough to start praying about this, going, man, what, what is God doing new in my life? Because that was the whole purpose of this. And I want to share with you uh, where this comes from, where, where I'm kind of, you know, where I'm reading and, and I hear this, and this is how the Lord speaks to me. So we're going to go to Isaiah 43, 14 through 19. Uh, Isaiah 43, 14 through 19. And it says, this is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sakes, I will send an army against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships they are so proud of. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all of its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candlewick. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Don't you see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness, and I will create rivers in a dry wasteland. Okay, this is powerful because you know, this is, this, this is a, obviously a prophetic scripture, okay? And, and I know it's talking about the coming of the Messiah, but it is a prophetic scripture that I believe that, that we serve the same God today uh, and before and, and, and tomorrow, okay? Yesterday, today, and tomorrow, we serve the same God. So guess what? If he can do it for them, he can do it for you. So the purpose of this is not to, the whole purpose of this, this whole series was to get you to start thinking that, that don't sit back and just thank God for what he did in your life. Start praising him for what he's going to do in your life. That's so important that we understand that there's so much more to come. And, and we can get so caught up in going, man, that was awesome. And then we sit back and go, well, let's just wait. Uh, uh, what's the next season going to look like? What's this, well, you know, it, but don't sit around waiting. This is proactiveness. This is going out and saying, all right, Lord, here I am. My answer is yes. Continue to do something new into me. So it's a continuous thing over and over and over again, a continuous thing that we're constantly seeking uh, for him to show us something new. And, and here's the thing, and, and I don't want you to, and I know I say forget all that. I, I'm saying forget it. In other words, take your mind off it, but don't forget it because your testimony is powerful. See, the power of a testimony of what he's done in your life is huge. So never forget the testimony, but just forget the fact that your feet were planted there at one point, but he doesn't want your feet planted there all the time. He wants you moving forward uh, to allow him to work in you and through you. Good, you guys good with that? <laughs> and I think that's gonna catch us up to where we're at um, because I, I don't wanna... I'm not going to beat that down, okay? He wants us moving forward, always seeking his face in the good times and the bad, right? So, so in other words, this is just not a, okay, Lord, um, I'm struggling now. I need you. This is, man, my life is so wonderful right now, Lord. Thank you. I need you. 
There's never, there should never be a time in your life where you're just not speaking to him saying thank you. You should be thanking him that you woke up this morning. You should be thank, you know, there, there's, there's thankfulness and there is seeking him with all of your heart, seeking his face with, all, with everything all the time. So even in the stressful times, the relaxing times, Pastor Crystal, I don't know how stressful it was down there, but I'm sure you were seeking the Lord with all of your heart. <laughs> I'm pretty sure of that. But, but in the stressful times, yes. And, and the problem is, is that, that he says he'll never leave you, never forsake you. So, so if you are always seeking him, he'll never leave you, never forsake you. And believe it or not, if, if you're not seeking him, he's still not going to leave you or forsake you. You're just not seeking him, so you're not hearing him. Okay, so, so the point is keep seeking him. And the bad part is, is that we talk about this, and we can come into church and talk about this, and we can talk about our faith and how much we seek him, but then we don't walk it out. So when the bad times happen, we're not seeking him. When the good times happen, we're not seeking him. We're seeking everything else. We're looking everywhere else for answers. So it's a test of your faith. You say you're faithful, but when something happens in your life, where do you go? It could be anything happening in your life. It could be a financial problem. It could be a marriage problem, right? It could, could be a church problem. It could be a family problem. It could be a problem with your kids. It could be a problem with your car. It could be a problem with a business. Where do you go first? And the problem is that we live in a society where the first place they go is social media. You don't seek him first, you seek social media. Well, let me put it out there and see what people will say. Let me put it out there and see if people will pray for me. Well, guess what? Why don't you just take a pause and take a break and pray for yourself? You gotta hear that. Because we get so caught up in things, we immediately send it out. We go, what, what everybody else, what does everybody else think? I want to get everybody else's opinion on what's going on in my life and how I can get better and what, what can happen without seeking him first. Without seeking him first. And if you don't do that, there are people that, that, will, that will go and, and read horoscopes and fortune tellers. Can I tell you, that's not him. And if you're doing that, you shouldn't be doing that. That's divination. He doesn't like it. So if that's your mode of trying to figure out what's going on in your life is to read a horoscope, you're going against God. Okay, so, so, so keep, that, keep that in your heart as you're moving forward. I, you know, fortune cookies, I don't know about you guys, but, but I go straight to Chinese restaurant to get the fortune cookie. I actually like the cookie, but I like the food too, you know. But if you're, if you're playing the lottery with the numbers on back of the fortune, you're probably not going to win and then... I don't know why you're playing a lottery, but I'm just messing with you. Play, if you want to play a lottery, just remember the tithe in the storehouse. No. Man, you guys, I can't believe I got a yay on that. <laughs> you guys are wrong. No, I'm just messing with you. Just messing with you. But a lot of you guys, will, a lot, lot of us will use the, the phone a friend. And there's nothing wrong with phone, you know, calling somebody that you trust, that you love, and saying, hey, what's going on with this? But you should have first, first see God. First thing is him. Spend some time with him. Get, get in your secret place. Get in a quiet place and say, Lord, whoo, this is what's going on in my life. And I need some revelation. I need something. So, Lord, this is what's going on. Before you go seek everybody else. But we tend to go everywhere else. Oh. And this is huge when I start thinking about this. Because... 
because we're, we're in a time right now, and I don't usually tie in uh, whatever day we're celebrating to a message, but it makes so much sense in a message on faith and going to him. I got to ask the dads, where do you go? Where are you going for answers? Where are you going for answers for your kids and for your house and for your wife? Man, that's huge because it starts with you. You're the spiritual leaders of your family, spiritual leaders. So where are you going? Because I can tell you, if you weren't raised in a family like that, where he was first in everything, and I don't know how many people were, I wasn't. I love my dad, but my dad was not a spiritual person. Okay. So, so I didn't get a lot of stuff from my dad when it comes to that side of life. So I didn't know any of it. So I know I struggled with that, saying, all right, Lord, well, now, now I've given my heart to you, but now what do I do? So, so that can be a challenge. So I'm going to challenge the, the fathers today as I'm speaking, as I'm walking through. Start reflecting on yourself. And it's not a bad thing to reflect on yourself. It's a good thing to say, I need to search internally in my heart and go, how can I get better at this? How can, how can I work on this? How can I be better? And guess what? Not just the fathers. This is, for any, this is, this is gonna touch you as a husband. This, this, is, gonna, this is gonna touch you uh, as a young man saying, I've gotta be prepared to have a family one day and a spouse one day. How am I gonna handle situations when they come up? And guess what? I know on Father's Day, it's not all about the people with dads. There's a lot of people that don't have a father in their life because they've either passed on or, or they just were never part of it. Well, then what I'm challenging you with is go find a spiritual father. You you need to be connected to somebody that can pour into your life, connected to somebody that can speak to you. That is so, so, so important. You can't do it alone. Everybody needs a father. You know, Mama Rachel left, but, but spiritually, Brother Bo, that's my spiritual father. And guess what? When I'm struggling spiritually, when I feel like I'm being attacked, guess where I go? I go to the Lord, but then I go straight to him and go, this is what I'm hearing from the Lord. Speak to that. And then we sit down and chat and talk and laugh and joke. And, but I need that support in my life. And everybody here needs that support in your life. And not just the men, but the, I mean, I'm telling you, the, the women too, you should have a, a, somebody you go to that you trust, a father figure in your life that you can go talk to and, and trust. So this is so important. So I wanna get reading because I really believe that the story that I'm going to get into, I'm just going to, can I just read out of the Bible today? You guys good with that? Okay, cool. Awesome. It's church. <laughs> so what I want to get into, I want to talk about um, Jehoshaphat. So who is he? Um, what did he do? Um, some of you might pronounce it Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat is how I'm going to do it. He was the fourth king of Judah, so just give you kind of perspective on who he was. The cool part about him is when he became king, if you read through uh, the kings, if you read through Chronicles, you'll, you'll see there are a lot of uh, kings that came in, and they did not do well in the eyes of the Lord. So in other words, nothing was good for them. But he's one that came in and removed the idols, right? He, he, removed, he removed everything from idols, the prostitution. He brought back judges. Uh, he did all kinds of things that was pleasant to the Lord. He, in, in his eyes, it was awesome. So he was like, this is all good. And that's where we go because, you know, uh, 
Let me go. I'm going to jump around. So basically, he restores his land um, and turns them back to the Lord. So that's what Jehoshaphat does. Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat. There you go. I don't even know how I'm going to say it every time. If you don't know me enough, you're going to realize when I start pronouncing some of these words when I read them, you can sit back and judge me or just pronounce them on your own. (laughs) If you're reading along, you're going to know who I'm talking about. All right. We're going to go to 2 Chronicles uh, 20. And I was originally going to read 1 through 15, but I think I'm going to read all the way to 1 uh, 1 through 22. So you just hang in there. You can read it on the screen if they can keep up. But this is so important. It says, after this, so this is after he restores the land, after he does what God asked him to do, what other kings weren't doing, this is what happens. Okay, when he brings back the judges, then this happens. It says, after this, the armies of the Moabites, Ammonites, or Ammonites, yep, Ammonites, whoo. I'm speaking tongues right now. You guys don't even know it. You need a translator? No. And some of the, the, the Meunites declared war on Jehoshaphat. Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They are already at Hazon Tamar. This is another name for Engedi, which is actually, if you look at the map, you've got the Dead Sea. It's right to the left of the Dead Sea. Um, it's actually right across the border from the Jordan to, to Israel says, Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So I want to pause right there because there's nothing wrong with being scared sometimes. I know fear doesn't come from the Lord. But when you hear something, immediately some fear rises up. Like, I'm sorry, if somebody says something about your family or something happened, there's some fear, something when, for, for this guy, they say an army's coming to kill everybody. So, so he's terrified, but what's the first thing he does? And that's the key to that whole statement. The first thing he does is what? He begged the Lord for guidance. See, so, so if you get scared once in a while, scared is fine, but you shouldn't stay scared. It, it's a feeling, it's an emotion. We're human. It happens. But if you're sitting in fear and scared, if you're scared for, for weeks at a time and it, something's wrong, That means you haven't taken it to the Lord yet. You haven't actually spoke to him about it yet. You hadn't released it yet. Because he said, I want all your burdens. You don't need to be carrying that stuff. And this is what's happening here. He says, I'm just going to take it right to the Lord. Now, he did ask everybody to begin fasting. This is not a fasting message. I'm not going to ask you to fast. Because I'm enjoying my Chinese food right now. I might get Chinese on the way home. (laughs) All right, let's pick it up in verse 4. It says, so people from all, all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. So he stood in front of this. This is the whole community, and he stands in front of them. And the first thing he does is he prays. O Lord God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are a ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. Oh, our God, did you not drive out those who lived in this land when your people Israel arrived? And did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. They said, whenever we are faced with the calamity such as war, plague, or famine, we can come to stand in your presence before the temple where your name is honored. We can carry out to you, we, we can cry out to you to save us 
and you will hear us and rescue us. Come on, that's powerful right there. When you're going through all kinds of stuff, war, plague, famine, I don't know what's going on in your society when you turn on TV, but I can see a whole bunch of stuff going on that we should be crying out to him. And now see what the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Tyre are doing. You would not, you would not let your an, our ancestors invade those nations when Israel left Egypt. So they went around them and did not destroy them. Now see how they reward us. For they have come to throw us out of your land, which you gave us as an inheritance. Oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. I'm going to just keep reading, and then we'll go back and talk about some stuff. As all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives and children. I'll stop right there. All the men brought their wives and children. So the men led their wives and children to this, to be part of this. That's so important that we as men start leading our wives and children in the right direction to be in the presence of the Lord. Hmm. I'm sorry, guys, if you came today, today's just not one of your days. But take heed to this. It says, the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jahaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaniah, son of Jeel, son of Mataniah, a Levite who was a descendant of Asaph. So the word came to this one guy. He said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, listen King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army for the battle is not yours, but God's. See, hmm. Sometimes you won't have your ears open when you're crying out to the Lord. Sometimes you'll be praying so much you're not listening. So what God's gonna do is he's gonna send a word to somebody. He's going to send a mighty word to somebody, and they're going to announce that to you. So you got to have your ears open. Sometimes we can have faith to pray and not faith to listen. Okay, so we need, we need to have faith to listen, y'all. We need to have faith to sit back when we don't think anything's happening and just listen for the Lord and listen for what he wants us to do. It says, tomorrow, I love this, tomorrow march out against them. You will find them coming up through the... Uh, ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions. <laughs> you won't even have to fight. Just take your positions. Then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clans of uh, Koath and Korah, sorry, I lost my place, stood <laughs> to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. I want to read that again. Then the Levites from the clans of Korath, or, yeah, Korath and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud loud shout. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of 
Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. At that very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting amongst themselves. Uh, yeah, you should get excited over that. I, I, I love the stories of the Bible. And, you know, you just start reading and reading about how they operated, reading how their functions were. It was something bad's going to happen, go to the Lord. And then go to the Lord, get a word from the Lord, and guess what? <laughs> Let's start screaming really loud and let's start singing and praising. We can't sit around and be quiet all the time. There's power in our praise. Mm. It's a powerful story. And I want to break it down because I love that they, they, they gathered in one spot where they gathered at the temple as a, as a body, as, as, as a group of people. And that's what the gathering place is. If you remember our vision and what we do, it's where family gathers and seek a father's face and his warm embrace. And we gather today as a family. Why? Because we want to seek his face. We want to know what's going on, Lord. We have, we have things we want to bring to you. Okay, we want answers for that. But you know, you come into church because you're supposed to come in into the church and into the church family to be equipped. Yeah, so my, my goal is to equip you to, to walk out of here more powerful than you did when you came in. It's not just to sit and enjoy a nice service. It's to walk out of here stronger in your faith to go do more things outside these walls. Because you're inside the walls, which is great. <laughs> but we got problems outside the walls that we need to be encouraged to go out there and do what he wants. So they, they, they gathered as a family corporately at the temple, and we gather here at the gathering place. Mm. And if we keep doing that, this is so important. As we gather here, you got to understand that, that as we, there's strength in this. There's strength in coming together and shouting and singing and praising. There's power in that because guess what we can do? All of a sudden, we can start shifting an atmosphere. We can start changing an atmosphere. We can shift the world, and it can start right here. We can cancel the enemy's plan, the enemy's, what he was supposed to do. We can cancel it all out, and it starts right here. We can get ahead of everything, and it starts right here. But you got to come in with that heart of, I'm ready to break it down. I'm, I'm ready to receive. I'm ready to do something different and something new and start changing the world. We can do that. Mm. We can do it when we honor him and when we seek him with all of our heart. And we start believing in the power of a family. That's why this is so powerful that we gather like this. That's why we do nights of worship and prayer meetings. You know what we do on prayer meetings? Come on, man, we come in here with worship, and sometimes we're laying on our face, and sometimes we're, we're dancing around, but we're always praying, and we're all, always seeking God's face for answers. We're praying. That cross over there that everybody put their prayers on, I encourage you to put your prayers on them because guess what we're doing? We're praying over every one of them. If you put your prayers over there, that's the miracle side. I like the intent. <laughs> We're going to believe it's a miracle as soon as you put it on a cross. 
But the goal is to put the miracles over there. So once God answers your miracle, we change it and put it over there. No biggie. If you put one up there and it's a prayer, we, we still read all those too, but you can move it over there if you want. <laughs> or you can just say, I'm declaring it's a miracle. I'm just going to leave it there. I like that better. That's faith right there. So I ain't even going to waste my time to nail it on the prayer cross. I'm going to nail it to the miracle cross and just declare it over my life. But here's the thing. When we come together as family and we gather, especially in that of worship, it's when we start bringing in kingdom family. So we're inviting seven, seven other churches to come in here and worship with us. That's powerful, y'all. That's powerful we can get people that are hungry. Problem is, is that from this family, we usually get maybe 20, 30 people. I know, it got really quiet. Because people are like, well, yeah, but it's a Friday night. Yeah, but it's a powerful Friday night that will change your life if you'll start submitting to it. I mean, think about it. So we, we've got this, and this isn't even close to all of us. But just take this section. They show up on night of worship. The rest of the people don't. And I'm not telling you you have to. I'm not, I'm not going to force that on you. I'm going to say, if you want to see something amazing, if you want to see God start moving in your life, start submitting to some of this stuff. Start saying, I need to be in his presence more. I need to take more stuff to him first. I, I, need, I need to get in here and start worshiping together. I need to do it as a family. Because we could pack this place. It would be awesome to have our family in here worshiping on a night of worship and other people come in and go, there's no room. Nay, I'm sorry. <laughs> worship in the hallway. We play the music loud enough, you can stand in the parking lot. That's so everybody hears it. At least for a little bit till we lose our hearing. Let's go back there to verse 12. I think it says, oh God, won't you stop them? So he cries out to him, oh God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. And we don't know what to do, but we're looking to you for help. So all these hard times we find in, that, man, we don't know what to do. I don't know how many dads out here don't know what to do. Can I tell you, I'm a dad that doesn't know, always know what to do with my kids or how to handle stuff with my wife or with my home. But when we don't know what to do, we can't just sit around and say, I guess I won't do anything. We got to seek the Lord and say, Lord, what do I do? How do I handle this? Because there's so many different things going on in the world. How do we handle what's going on in the world? And you can't always just turn around and ask your wife, what should we do? As a leader of your family, push forward. Seek the Lord. Get an answer. Then you can take it to her and say, does that sound right? Because they're really smart. More women in here than men. I'm just saying, trying to walk out of here today. But this is real. This is real because we're going to find ourselves, you know, when, when anything comes against you, the first place you have to look is him. And I've experienced this. And, and this can get serious, you know. And if you don't, and it's easy to go, oh, I better just go consult somebody. It's, it gets so easy to do that. But when somebody comes against you, man, it's, it's really hard because you get anger and frustration and you're like, yeah, I just need to talk to somebody to calm me down. And he's saying, guess what? Just seek me. I will calm you down. Not only calm me down, I'll take care of it. He goes, so, so quit trying to get somebody just to soothe you for the, for the moment that you're in because guess what? That only lasts for a minute when they're in your presence. 
You might as well go for the whole thing and say, I need something that's going to that's gonna solve this thing forever. I don't want to deal with this anymore. So I'm not looking for just a simple solution. Like, I, I, don't, I don't need Advil, you know, for, for, for a broken bone. Just, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I need a cast. I need something. Advil might take away the pain for a little bit, but it's not going to fix it for good. You understand? So, so we've got to make sure we're going to the right people. Ah. Here's what I realized, too. Um, when someone comes against you, and this is so cool, that when you're, when you're seeking the Lord with, every, with everything you have, when somebody comes against you, that, that the people that are for you are greater than the ones that are against you. I love that. I love the fact that, that, that when you're dealing with stuff in your life, you got to remember if it's a personal issue and somebody's coming at you, that the people that are for you are greater than the person that's against you. And you'll see it all through scripture. Go to 2 Kings, and this is, I love this scripture because this, this gets me fired up every time I read it because I believe this is how we walk things out in life. But it's 2 Kings 6, 13 through 16. It says, go and find out where he is, the king commanded, so I can send troops to seize him. And the report came back, Elisha is, in, is at Dothan. So one night, the king of Aram, uh, Ar- man, I'm all over Aram. I've tried to pronounce so many things differently right now that my mouth, I can't even pronounce. It's to he, to he, the, okay. Just checking. Making sure it still works. Got to make sure it still works. <laughs> so one night the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. And when the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. He said, don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, oh, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. And the Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. The Lord said, my army is so much bigger than everybody's army. And if I'm for you, who can be against you? So guess what? When people are coming at you, just remember where your strength comes from. Man, this is so good. Ah. Problem is, when we get surrounded and we feel like there's so many things against you, you forget that, that, that in the space where everything's against you, you forget the space in between that, and that's his presence. His presence is always in between you and the enemy if you'll call on it doesn't matter how close it seems you could have someone in your face right there and his presence is right between you if you'll call on it his presence will be everything you need it'll be the shield you need it'll be the protection you need it'll be the answer you need if you call on it it's his it's his wraparound presence so get in his presence the more you're in his presence the more protected you are the more shield you have, the more self-control you'll have, right? I can talk about all the fruits, love, joy, peace, patience, the more of all that you'll have when you're in his presence, especially when people are coming at you, especially when bad things are happening in life, especially when you're dealing with things like the monkey pox now. All the stuff, everything we're dealing with in life from the cost of gas 
Look, that's serious stuff, y'all. For some people, we're not worried about it. And for other, some of us, we're like, I got to get to work. And work is not paying any more than it did before the price of gas went up. So now there's a fear. Now there's, now there's this, not, and that's a normal fear. Like, if I've got to put that much into my gas tank, how do I feed my family? That's real. So it's okay to go, wow. But then as soon as you say, wow, you say, Lord, wow me. Wow me, Lord. Show me how you're going to make this happen because I, I need your presence in between me and the price of gas. It can be as simple as that. We got to remember it's his presence. And in his presence, this is the good thing because we'll, we'll look past his presence right to the enemy. But if you actually look at his presence and spend time there, you'll get a rhema word. You'll get a spoken word, a rhema word. And he'll speak to you in that little bitty presence. And that answer he gives you, that small whisper, is so powerful. And it'll walk you through some of the darkest times. But you gotta put, put it, you gotta get in that presence. And I know for some dads, you feel like the weight is on your shoulders. You know, I didn't feel like the weight was on my shoulders when I wasn't a Christian. <laughs> really didn't. I just did what I wanted to do. And everything else just happened. But when I surrendered my heart to Christ, I realized really quick what the Bible said I was responsible for. That's serious stuff. You feel some weight on that one. And you're going to have to answer for that as a dad, as a husband, as a granddad. You, you have to answer for that. So you're going to feel a weight on your shoulders to say, what am I going to do? Am I going to stand up and be pushed around by the enemy? Or am I going to stand up even higher and push him down? Because we have a choice to make in this. You just can't keep walking it out and saying, I'm going to ignore it. So fathers, you need to be prayer warriors and worshipers. This is serious stuff. You saw where it came from. But man, hmm. all right. And it's not too late. I'm telling you, I don't care how far gone you think it is. It's not too late. It doesn't matter how long you, you, you've been a, a, a Christian. It doesn't matter how long you've been messing up. It's not too late. He can turn it in an instant. He can change it. And guess what? It'll change the next generation. It'll break a generational curse. It'll move past everything that's been happening in your life. It'll fix it all. You know, he can redeem that. He can redeem time. He can do all that if you'll surrender to him. If you just say, you know what? I'm ready to go now. Hmm. Think about it. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. Hmm. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Come on. So men, how do we do that? We seek him with all of our heart. We surrender to that. We get in his presence. <sighs> so yeah, how do we lead? I know this is turning into a men's thing. <laughs> Welcome to Gathering Place Men's Conference. <laughs> it's pretty much what you get when you go to those. Ladies, you are now joining in. <laughs> but yeah, what do you do with all these issues, all these mainstream things going on? How do you lead your family? How do you do it? How do we have the courage to do that? 
You know, it's okay. We get confidence, and I've talked about this before. Where do we get confidence from? Through intimacy. So as a dad, as a, as a father, as a husband, um, as a single man looking to, to build a family, guess what? You should be so intimate with the father right now that your confidence is growing so that you can start it off right. Because trust me, it's so much easier to start this thing off right than it is to turn around and do it. My kids did this for years. 35 years, I didn't even know anything in the Bible. And I watched my kids get raised. They, 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 were, they were growing up with, with no church in them, no church in our household. So they got to experience all the pain that I was going through because I was casting upon everybody. 35 years. But guess what? We serve a great God. And when you make a turn and you start doing things right and you start saying, you know what, I'm gonna take care of this, I'm gonna take control of this, I'm actually gonna start praying for my family, which is what a husband and a father should do. I'm actually gonna sit down and pray for them when I take them to school, make them, <laughs> make them sit in the car while I pray for them before they can get out of the car <laughs> where everybody can see it. Even the exchange students, <laughs> they're all part of the family. They're like, what are we doing? I'm praying. But I'm telling you, this is how it starts. And, and you know what my biggest fear was? I had fear with that. They're not going to want to hear that. They're my kids. Like, they don't know me like that. You know what? That's all they wanted. They don't care. They're not judging you. They just love the fact that you're, you love them so much, you're, you're giving them to him. They're like, I cannot believe you love me so much that you're willing to take time out of your day to pray for me. That's what my wife said when I started praying for her before she left to work every day. Because that was awkward. Someone you've been married to that long and all of a sudden you're like, pray for my wife, okay. Oof. Touch her, Jesus. Make her so much, no. <laughs> No, we used to have such a, it was really weird. Our first time we did it, we kind of sat on the bed. I was like, I'm supposed to pray for you. I don't know what this is. Lord, help us. <laughs> there you go. Does that count? Does that count? But you get so comfortable with it, you're like, I don't even want to leave the house. But you have to start somewhere. And when you start somewhere and you just start doing it and not worrying about what your kids think or your wife thinks, but you're doing it because you want to please the Lord. You're doing it because you want to bring everything back. You start there. Who cares? Who cares what anybody says? That's your family. I said it in the beginning. You would do any, you would, you would walk in, you, you would walk into a sword fight with no weapons at all to save your family. But the enemy's knocking at the door every day and you're not doing anything. Man, we gotta do it. We gotta, we gotta tackle it spiritually the same way we do physically. I got to calm down. And here's the thing. It's a, I know the, the struggles, especially for, for families without a dad in there right now. You know, if there's not a dad in, in your family right now, guess what? Moms, <laughs> you're powerful. You're powerful. You take control. You have authority. You take control. Don't you let anybody tell you what you can and can't do. I'm telling you right now, man, it's going to, okay, Lord, I don't even know that's him. I better calm down. I better pray about that one. But 
Here's the thing. I don't want you to walk around thinking you need a man. You don't need a man. You can do it. But then I want to back that up with you need a man. Because if you have kids, they need, to be, they need to see what it's like to have a father figure in their life that can raise them the way a man should be raised. That's why it's important. But if you don't have a man in your life right now, that's fine. I'm not saying that's bad. You can do it. And I, I know there's moms in here that's done it. And their kids are powerful. It doesn't take away from it. We want to add to it. I encourage you to, to find somebody in their life. Your kids got to find somebody in their life that they can go to, that they can get trained up in the way they're supposed to go. That's why it's important you get them in here, even your kids, because it doesn't mean, look, get Pastor Kevin, he's raising these kids the way they should go. He's teaching them and training them. He's a father to these students. I'm telling you, it's important that they have somebody like that in their life. And that does nothing. To, I'm not taking anything away from any of the dads because we would never do that. He would never jump in and say, well, your dad's wrong. That's not how that works. But you have a spiritual covering, covering a physical covering. I mean, this is all, like, there is nothing wrong with all that stuff. All right, I'll go back to 13 through 15, just because I'm touching on it. It says, as all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives, and children, I spoke on that. And it's so important that you have, that men do that. Men lead from that perspective, that you bring your wives and your kids. It's so important that we lead in that. Then 9 and 15, he said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, listen, king. So this is what's cool. The guy that does this, his name, um, uh, Jehezel means one who God watches over or sees. That's what his name means. So prophetically, God spoke to the one that he sees. And you need to understand he sees you. That's important that you understand how much he actually sees you when you're in your secret place. Look at Nathaniel. He was under the fig tree. I think, that, that's, I think I got that right. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was Nathan, yeah, Nathaniel was under the fig tree. And, and guess what? He saw him. And he could say everything about him, what he was doing under the fig tree. Why? Because he was in a secret private place. So when you're in your secret private place, he's staring at you. He understands everything about you. He sees you. So you are seen, you are heard. And that's who he spoke to in this whole big thing. He spoke to the one he could see, that could see him. Because not everybody was listening. Not everybody had their eyes open. And because of that, he said, this is what you're going to do. He says, do not be afraid. <laughs> do not be discouraged. And we talked about all that. What I really love, though, is when you go into verse 17, it says, but you will not even need to fight. It says, take your positions. What is your position in your home, men? He said, with everything going on in the world, with everything happening, he goes, you're not going to have to fight that, but I need you to take your position. I need you to find your position. I need you to stand firm on solid ground in my word, in my presence, and let me do what I can do. Too many times we think we have to do way too much, right? And sometimes we just need to stand firm in our position and hold to the truth of what he said and surrender it to him. So dads, take your position from here on out. 
be in position to cover your family. Spiritually and physically. <laughs> There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. So cover your family, be in position. And my last part that I just love to jump back on is that <laughs> the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies to fight and turn upon themselves. I love the fact that, that it's time for dads to lead and it's time for them to lead in worship and prayer. I've said this before, you should be doing it at home. Your kids should be praying with you, worshiping with you at home. You should be leading the entire time. And I know it's difficult because if that's not, if, here's the thing, you can start with them. You don't have to be perfect. Kids don't want you perfect. They just want you present. They just want you doing something. They're just happy with that. So be present in your family. Be present with your wife. And if you just have a wife, guess what? No kids, be present with her. Lead. You don't have to be perfect. No, we just got to try. Start somewhere. And wives, guess what? If your husband's never done that and he starts praying for you, encourage him. Don't ignore it. That's a big deal. There's a lot of men out there that won't even try it. So if you got a husband that's standing up for the kids, encourage him because he's doing what's right. I love it, man. My son-in-law, a couple weeks ago, he went and got baptized. Yeah, that's powerful. And he had been baptized before, but he wanted to get baptized. He was baptized as a kid. And he did a big video, and it was awesome because he said, I'm doing this because I want to leave my family. That's powerful for me. Because I loved him before just because I loved him. But now I really love him because now he has, he has my daughter and my granddaughter that he's taking spiritually control over. And he's going to have the authority in the house and all that stuff. Because he wanted to. That's huge. Mm. And if you've never done any of this, and this is all just foreign to you, just remember this. God's doing something new. We keep saying that. He's doing something new. Why not make this the something new he's doing in your life? Why not make this the one thing that you go, you know what, I'm going to change today. And I'm not just talking about praying over dinner. That's a good place to start. You can bless the food. But man, we can go beyond that. Take it from there and start praying over your family before they leave. Pray over your family every time they get in the car. Pray, pray over your family when you wake up in the morning, when you go to bed at night. Always have them on your mind, always praying, always doing what Father wants you to do. <laughs> Feels weird. <laughs> it can be strange, but only for a season. And then it becomes so normal. Just don't fall into the normalcy. Ask God to reveal to you what prayer needs to be about, how you should pray for them. But never forget how important it is to them, how important it is to, to, to Father that you're lifting them up. So I think that's what I wanted to share today. <laughs> so you can play a little bit. There you go. That was good. <laughs>
frustrated with them. If they're not doing it, don't turn around and be like, you're not praying for me. Pray for them. Pray for them. Let them feel comfortable enough to say, yeah, I should be praying for you. Oh, my wife will tell me when I don't pray, though. She'll remind me. She'll be like, hey, you didn't pray for me. Okay. <laughs> so that's good. Remind them that way. But if they refuse to pray, just pray for them. Let God do what only God can do. You don't have to fight that battle. You don't have to fight that battle. It's already won. Surrender to Him. In your secret place, surrender to Him. So let's just pray and let's see what God wants to do. So Father, we love you. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for this family. I thank you for what you're doing in the hearts in this room. Father, I, you know what? I lift up those that, that, that maybe they lost a father and Father's Day without their dad. I, I, I lift them up to you. Comfort them right now. Make this easier on them. Father, become a great substitute for that. Just comfort them with your love. Father, for those men in this room, Lord, I, I you know what I want to, Father, I want to go back to the moms. For those single moms, for those moms that are raising babies, for those moms that, that that are just doing it on their own, Father, strengthen them. Strengthen them. Give them courage and boldness to lead their family. That they're not missing out because they don't have a man in their life. But Lord, I ask you to bring the right one. I ask you to bring somebody that, that changes, that, that changes everything they've dealt with in their lives. To do that, you're going to have to open their eyes. Touch him and be with Father, and I lift up the men in this room. You give them a heart for you. You give them courage to pray over their babies and over their wife. You give them the boldness to pray over every situation that happens. The Lord, that your 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 presence come between them and the enemy and everything they do. Thank you that you're the same.
altars over by the crosses. So if you need prayer, uh, don't leave here. Actually, I don't think the band's coming back up, so we can do prayer partners up front if we want. band's not coming up. We can do prayer up front. I just wanted to throw that in there because I caught y'all walking over there. But yeah, we have prayer partners here, so this is important. If you need prayer as a husband, as a father, you need to come get prayer this morning. You need to come get prayer. You need someone to pray over you and give you strength to walk forward in this. Come get prayer this morning. And that's not it. Anybody here that needs prayer this morning, they're going to be up here for you. But I encourage the men. I encourage the men to come forward. Let us pray over you. Let us pray over your situation. Love y'all.